0: Welcome to the vessel. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. We're up. Hey, welcome, folks. Welcome to the vessel. You know that this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with joy. Come before Him with singing. Know that the Lord is God. He made us, and we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep. Psalm 100. Father, Thank you, Father. God, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, oh, God, I'm just overjoyed once again. God, I love you so much. God, I love you so much. You truly are my best friend in the entire universe, God. I thank you, God, that this is the day that you've made, God, that that I am blessed beyond measure, as are all of your people, God, that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond anything we could ever ask or think, and that it is your desire, God, to prosper us to heal us, to to, to fill us with good things, God, to to just bless us so abundantly, God, that you are our protector, you are our guide, Lord, you are our rock, our strength and our shield, God, you are the the, the source of our salvation, God, your mercy and grace and love, God, are the only reason that we are here, that we are able to be free from condemnation, God, You, you do not punish us to what we deserve, but your mercies, God, they're, they're new every morning, God, and we praise you. We thank you that you are good, that you are a good, good father, Lord. Oh, my God. I'll shut and God, as we come before you once again, God, I pray that this entire podcast episode, as, as everything about my life, God, I just submit it to you and I dedicate myself to living for you. This, this podcast episode of The Vessel, God, it's yours. It is yours, as are all things on heaven and on earth and on the earth, God. Lord, I pray that you'd give the listeners ears to hear, minds to understand, and hearts to receive, God. Lord, I pray that this time would be completely unhindered and uninterrupted by any demonic or satanic forces, God, but that you'd just anoint this, that that every single word that I say would be yours, Lord. None of me, none of me, absolutely none of me, but all of you. For God, I am nothing without you. Apart from you, I can do nothing. Everything I say, Lord, I say because of you. It is to your glory. And I receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, welcome to The Vessel, folks. It is truly a joy to be back with you again, and we so do appreciate you tuning into this, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Breaker, Radio Public, Google, any of the numerous sources we've got. Don't forget, you can always visit the vessel.blog. That's the vessel.blog. If you want to learn more about... Our ministry. And occasionally we'll do podcasts that talk about our ministry, testimonies, and so forth. And maybe even I mentioned to you a few times that sometimes they'll just be really casual little things, maybe a a a tech review, because I also do technology stuff. Maybe there'll be a product sometime, or you know, we had a, a podcast before where we talked about our vacation, one of our vacations over the summer. We might do a restaurant review. You never know what you'll find here on the vessel, but I can tell you this: it's always gonna be what is inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's going to be in obedience to what God is leading. And I believe, though I'm not going to limit God, <laughs> but I believe that the vast majority of what you're going to hear are going to be, you might call them messages, sermons. You might call them teachings, devotionals, whatever you want to call them. It's going to be spirit-inspired stuff to help you to receive God's best and to be God's best. You know, we've said it, we are blessed to be a blessing. And I truly believe that, and I know that by faith in Jesus' name. And I know that this is going to be exciting. We're going to be starting to talk today about philosophy and about truth. We've been promising that to you. I told you, folks, God has shared with me. 2020 is going to be the year of perpetual blessing. Well, God has shared some more about 2020, and we really do need to get into this philosophy and truth stuff to be able to go beyond it and to talk about the rest of what God has planned for us to talk about in the next uh, few months and beyond. So let's get started right now, folks. And I I just pray that this entire episode would be a blessing to you. You can submit prayer requests by Apple iMessage if you have it. Email if you don't. M-S-P-A-C-E-L-I-F-E at iCloud.com. We'll be right back with you. It's time to finally announce the official date of our upcoming healing and praise live stream. That will take place on Monday, October the 21st of 2019. Hey, do you need healing, folks? Do you need healing for anything at all? Are you suffering with sickness, uh, chronic illness, or maybe something just just all of a sudden, you know, maybe a family member, uh, a, a friend or a co-worker? You know, of any brother or sister in Christ, or or anybody else, somebody who who doesn't even know Jesus, but you know that God loves them. And boy, they also really need a, a, a physical healing as well. Uh you know, they're sick. Maybe you're sick, or you're you're tired, or you're sick and tired. But if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, folks, there's an answer. And of course, Jesus is the answer. And maybe. You recognize that it's time to receive that healing by faith. Now, listen to me. It doesn't have to be physical sickness. Maybe it's the spiritual. Maybe you just know that friend, that, that family member. And they have just been on your heart. They don't know Jesus. They've been just, you know, totally against the idea. But where we all know that it's not God's will that anyone should perish. You really want to pray for them. You want, you want to have brothers and sisters join you in prayer for them and encourage you believe together and agree with you for their salvation for their soul maybe it's maybe it's finances man boy so many monetary issues in this world you know we read about it all the time. The economy is doing this. The economy's not doing that. Uh, something about a slowing economy right now. Hey, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it makes no difference because greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. Amen. You understand that God supplies all of our needs and will continue to do so. God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And so praise God. Maybe you need a touch for your finances. Maybe you need a touch for your marriage, your your parent-child relationships, your family, your household, job, whatever it is, folks. I could sit here all day, all night listing things, but I don't need to because God knows them and I believe you understand them. And I believe that whatever it is, I'm just super excited for this thing. This event is something that God laid on my heart uh, probably about a month ago now, almost anyway, and it's about a month away. Monday, October the twenty-first, twenty nineteen, at seven p.m. Eastern. That's seven p.m. Eastern time. Now we're going to have this live stream. It's going to be live streamed on the Periscope platform. It's going to be live streamed on the Dabble. That's D A B E L platform. We're even going to have a Zoom uh, conference room set up. Um, Remotely online that you can join. And so we're going to have all the information coming out about that in a special upcoming podcast episode here uh later on in the week so do not miss that you're gonna want to stay tuned so that you can hear that of course if you're already subscribed to our podcast on any of the platforms you'll get that information anyhow you'll find out all about it you can also find out about it at the or send us questions of course uh, at mspacelife at icloud.com but keep in mind periscope dabble zoom we've got all sorts of ways for you to join this thing and we are just believing that god is going to use it to minister to so many people that healing will occur, that that people will receive by faith in Jesus' name, they'll begin to receive the benefits of their inheritance, which, you know, for one reason or another, the devil has just kept them from. And, and you know, it's time to, to, to get, in that, get that straightened out and by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can do that. And, and I believe that will happen. Now, I believe that God will use... Spiritual gifts that day to help us to know what to pray and who to pray for. But we're also going to give you the you know the option of submitting your prayer requests to us on the various platforms we mentioned, and of course the uh, the vessel um, uh, iMessage at uh, <laughs> at mspacelife at icloud dot com is definitely going to be the best way to to get those prayer requests in right away. If you don't have iMessage, though, uh, certainly chat with us on Periscope or on the Dabble platform as well as Zoom. So we've got all sorts of options for you, and you'll be able to submit your prayer requests right then and there. We will have people standing by. I have asked the pastor of the church that God led us to, Pastor Rick, he and his wife, and some other members of his family by blood, but our family in Christ, um, some of the finest people, just, just such godly, genuine people, they love the Lord and they want to do God's will. They want to be obedient to God. You know that the second that you meet these folks and they are fantastic prayer warriors. They're going to join us in in lifting all of you up in prayer. They may share something, you know, it's going to be a very relaxed very informal environment, we're going to get together, we're going to have a you know a snack afterwards when it's all said and done, we'll have food and that sort of thing. so it's very, very casual. but even during the course of the prayer and praise and healing service, it's going to be such that you know if if God lays a scripture on somebody's heart, they're just going to speak it out. They're not going to be afraid to say what God's given them. There's not a you know a certain order of events that things have to. I don't have any idea what order of events things are going to happen. In. I'm just trusting God. There's a lot about this that I don't know, but i I know in whom I believe, and that's what counts, and I I know that there are going to be scriptures shared because what are we doing if we're not talking about God's word, you know, and we're going to learn all about that in today's podcast episode anyhow, but yeah, there's going to be scriptures, folks, and, and people may share them, people will share testimonies, praise reports of things that God has done in their own lives or things that they've witnessed, things that they've been a part of. We just heard Brother Jerry two weeks ago on this very podcast on The Vessel talking about healings that he has seen. Men raised from the dead, women raised from the dead, put back together after horrible car accidents and other kinds of things that only God can do. Only God. And we are going to, I believe, witness that kind of thing and these kinds of miracles as, as God does what He does and we receive by faith In Jesus name, you know, Brother Jerry mentioned that there are 39 categories of diseases. And I I Googled this and there are, of course, people who and I didn't Google it because I had any doubts. I just Googled it to see exactly how it was laid out there. And as with anything of God, you know, there's people that are going to try to doubt that and stuff. But by and large, you'll find that there in the medical community is this agreement that there are 39 categories of diseases, you know, things that are gastrointestinal, things that are uh, are perhaps cardiothoracic and, and things that, you know, muscular, all these types of things. I don't know what they are. I'm not a doctor, but there's 39 of them. And how many stripes did our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ take upon his back? 39 stripes, my friends. Well, you know what? We're coming into what the world likes to call cold and flu season. Are you going to fall victim to it? I am not because I know that God is protecting me by the authority in Jesus' name. I receive that by faith. Divine health. Divine health. Every aspect of your body from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet can be protected, can remain healthy. It doesn't matter what happens around you. And you don't need to go to the doctor and get that flu shot... We're going to talk about that in the coming weeks. You're not sinning if you do get the flu shot, so please don't hear any condemnation in this because there is no longer any condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The Word of God says so. there's no condemnation. I'm not calling you a sinner if you do this or do that. I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm just telling you God is the Great Physician. And he has made provisions and his divine power has given to you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called you by glory and virtue, you can be healed. You can be healthy. You can receive that. Your, your, your finances can be in, in line with God's word. You can be prosperous. You don't have to wait to uh, put food on the table till you get the next paycheck. You don't even have to worry about doing that, any of that stuff because God's going to just make divine provision. And we talked about the year 2020 being the year of perpetual blessing as God shared it. And so we're going to start to see that. And I believe this healing and praise live stream service on October the 21st, 2019 is going to be one such place where we're going to see that manifest by faith in Jesus name. Well, folks, we hope you can all attend. Again, stay tuned for a future podcast episode later this week with the details you'll need. What to look for on Periscope, what to look for on Dabble, what, what you need to do it in Zoom. And you can also stay tuned to the vessel.blog because we'll definitely be announcing it there as well. Hey, tell your friends about it. Tell your family, your friends, your co workers about it. We want lots and lots of people to join in because we know God has something in store for everybody. So thank you so much, folks, for listening to that little announcement. Stay tuned for more. Stop. With so much political drama going on, impeachment inquiries, people trying to tear each other apart from both sides of the aisle, is there any harm in engaging in a good old-fashioned political debate? Some people might say that's an easy-to-answer question, uh, That no, there really isn't any harm. And maybe to some extent, in some very, very small way, they could potentially be right, for scripture does tell us that everything is now legal there's no condemnation for those who are under christ but if we look further at the statement that everything's legal we also find out very quickly that not everything is beneficial and since i believe that those listening to this podcast want to indeed do the best they can to live a godly life that they want to allow the holy spirit to lead them so that what they're doing is the godly thing then i believe we would do well to take a look at a few things Now in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 12, Paul tells us what business is it of ours to judge the world? We ought to be judging the church, not the world. Don't judge what is going on outside of the church. Or put another way in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2, set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. We are supposed to be in this world but not of this world this is not our home it's just a stopping ground we are citizens of heaven and we are from a royal priesthood this is this is just temporal the things we see are temporal but let's go on and and talk about because it, it it's so frequent that even the best intended people who just want to say what they feel end up in a fight because the devil uses these things to turn them into the heated political arguments. And so I want to take a look at a couple of scriptures that describe how we ought to interact with one another. Now, uh, this is so important because, my friends, we really do want to live the life God has called us to. Now, let's look at some things here in Romans chapter 14 and verse number 19. It says, therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Everything to the edification, to the building up, not the tearing down of others. First Thessalonians 5 and verse 11, therefore, comfort each other and edify one another. Hebrews twelve, fourteen, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. In Ephesians four and twenty-nine he says, When you talk, do not say harmful things, but say what people need, words that will help others become stronger. Then what you say will do good to those who listen to you. And moving on just a little bit to verse number 31. Do not be angry, bitter, angry, or mad. Do not be bitter or angry or mad. Do not shout hurtful things. Never shout angrily or say things to hurt others. Never do anything evil. You see, James tells us that where envy and strife abound, there is confusion and all kinds of evil. This is such an important factor because the devil will try to use strife as a doorway to all sorts of evil and we need to be aware of this and when you combine all of this with all of the scriptures about loving one another you know the uh, the fruit of the Spirit, love, peace, joy, gentleness, kindness, goodness, the, uh, the love that is patient and kind, that it is the kindness of God that brought us to repentance in Romans. The, the way that Jesus himself lived when he walked the earth and the love and the grace and the mercy that he has for us. You know it is very very obvious how god wants us to treat one another and we're going to spend a lot of time on that later on in this year it is going to happen praise god thank you lord because we we need to talk about how we treat one another in our marriage in our families in our jobs all sorts of places we really do and we're going to spend time on what does the bible say about how we treat one another and then how do we do it lord You know, what happens when those people that just really, really annoy us, you know, what do we do? How do we how do we treat them with love and grace and mercy as God as God requires? And we are going to talk about that because there is an answer to that. But right now, we're just strictly talking about it in the context of the political climate that has invaded this country and this world in recent years, not just now, but you know, in recent years. Okay, but brother, you say, I'm not gonna be mean. I'm not looking to fight. I I just have to say what I feel, because if I don't, oh man, you know, I'm not doing. Look, listen to me very carefully. Here's the thing. If you really feel you need to say something, you need to pray first. You really need to pray about it. Is it going to benefit anybody? Is it actually gonna help anybody, or is it just gonna create confrontation? Is it actually gonna mean anything? Almost never will you find that someone's heart is changed uh, by a debate, whether it's gentle or uh, aggressive. And usually, um, the the probability is very high that the gentle ones will turn into the aggressive ones anyhow. But, you know, you really believe that you're right, and, my friend, maybe you are. And maybe you're not, but maybe you are. But even so, it is... That does not entitle you to alter how you treat people. It doesn't entitle you to speak with a harsh tone to... Um, Uh, to say confrontational and provoking things and you know uh to certainly not to tear each other down either you know uh but but i just get worked up yeah well you can do all things through christ who strengthens you and that's what it comes down to it comes down to relying on him and i have a feeling you're gonna find you really don't need to engage in that debate at all now what can you do what 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 can we do You know, to deal with this political upheaval, I mean, I I don't even watch much news. I listen to a few minutes of news a day. If that, just so I have a a basis for what's going on, I do use Apple News. I like the service, uh, but I use a lot of the Apple News Plus. There's some cool, you know, hobby kind of stuff. Now, look, here's what you do. You pray, okay? That is what we must do. Our leaders, and you need to acknowledge That our leaders are put into power by God so if you don't believe me (laughs) just kidding I'm not trying to debate with anybody after that topic we just discussed I hope that that's clear that that I didn't mean that in a in a provoking way I was just kidding but for all in all truth maybe you don't know that this scripture exists maybe maybe you have never seen it cuz I know for a long time I didn't realize it was there I kind of glossed over it and didn't really look at it and I would always doubt And finally, God showed me, you know, and and he led me to it by the Holy Spirit. Romans 13, the very first verse, uh, says to us that no ruler is without the power from God and, and that nobody rules now without having that power from God. And so, my friends... Whichever side of the aisle you are on, it doesn't matter. Our country is set up in such a way that it has three branches of government. All of those leaders, according to Romans 13, 1, are put into power by God. So, Democrats, you remember that the Republicans you see... In the White House and in Congress and other places, they were put there by God. And Republicans, you remember that those Democrats on the other side of the aisle that you would fight so vehemently against, sometimes they too were put into power by God just as much as you were. Now, does that mean that every single person always does the right thing, that every decision they make is automatically God's will? Absolutely not. Of course it doesn't because we are imperfect beings and you don't have to look very far through Scripture to find leaders who... Uh, God put into power who then made terrible mistakes Saul did it David did it and lots of others probably everyone at some point or another did it but I'm telling you this if you will pray for our leaders that is how you will affect change in this nation because our nation really needs it we have a fantastic nation praise God for the United States of America praise God for such a wonderful country maybe some of our listeners are coming to us from other great countries and you're giving God glory for fantastic countries as well but listen what our leaders need is our prayers. They need to be lifted up that they would receive the guidance of the Holy Spirit to know what the right decisions are to make and what to focus on so it's not petty stuff but it's stuff that's actually going to make a difference in our world and help people and that they would have the wisdom that God would, would, would give that to them but that they'd receive it. You know, God is always willing to do it And most of the things we're praying for, he's already done. We'll talk about that too. But that they would receive it by faith in Jesus' name, and then they they would use that wisdom, that godly wisdom, to be obedient to his guidance, so that the decisions that they make are what God wants. That they'd have the wisdom to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, regardless of how popular or unpopular they feel it'll make them with this constituent or that lobbyist or anything else they would be entirely focused on the will of God and doing that for their people within the position that they have been called to, that they would do everything as unto the Lord by faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That is the prayer that our leaders need and that people would be put in their path by God, that God would bring people to them to help them and encourage them and support them and as iron sharpens iron to help them to be the best people that they can be, to be the people that God called them to be. Those are the prayers, my friends, that we should pray for our nations. And finally, we can remember this. No matter what we see going on around us in the world, no matter what the Democrats or the Republicans or any other political party tries to do or anything else we see in the world, greater is he that is in us, 1 John 4, 4, than he that is in the world. No matter what you see around you, what the politicians are saying, what kind of sicknesses or disasters or anything happen to swirl around you in this world, the one in me is greater. First John 4 and 4, you can always say that. Greater is he that is in me because it is true. Believe it, receive it by faith in Jesus' name, and you will be successful. Doesn't matter what happens in this world around you, the economy, all these other things. The one in me is greater. That's our quick thought for today, folks. Stay tuned for more in just a moment on The Vessel. Welcome back to The Vessel, and let's take a look today in our Bibles at Colossians chapter 2. We're going to be starting today a discussion of philosophy, and as promised, we're going to talk about philosophy, wisdom, and truth. Now, it is my expectation, although I will be entirely obedient to whatever God leads here, but it is my expectation that... um, We will talk about philosophy today and wisdom and truth in one of the next upcoming um, episodes of The Vessel, because I believe uh, we could do to to spend some time on each of these components before we talk about other things. So I'd like to look at the eighth verse today of Colossians chapter 2, and we're told to beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Folks, everybody has a philosophy, my friends, and I want to tell you that philosophy can seem harmless because really it's the system of values and beliefs um, through which you see the world. And, you know, some people have said it's like a lens, you know, like a filter uh, that, that everything goes through, that all of the circumstances around you, everything you see, you know, if I put 100 people in a room, told them the same story, probably almost every one of them would have a slightly different take on what I said, a slightly different reaction to it. And our philosophies kind of govern how we react to things. But now here's the problem and here's the potential issue is that what if you have a wrong philosophy? Now, we, we kind of live in a world that says uh, your philosophy is yours and nobody can tell you otherwise. You know, this is, the, this is the message that society has been sending us is that whatever your philosophy is, it's good. You do you, boo as the there's an expression, you do you, boo. You know, whatever you feel is right because it's what you feel. And how could it be wrong? And friends, I, I, don't, wanna, I don't want to appear uh, confrontational. And I'm not trying to be, as a matter of fact. Uh, I assure you that I'm saying nothing that God is not telling me to say. And I assure you that I'm coming at this from... A heart that desires to glorify God and to see everybody receive the best that God has for you. And that's what we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks, coming months, and even over the next year. Because I told you, 2020, the year of perpetual blessing, you get that in your heads, in your minds, in your spirit. We got to get you up to that level. Otherwise, you're going to have a mixed bag of an outcome. What are you talking about, brother? Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, all in, in good time as God leads it, all in God's time. But so here's the problem with the philosophy of you do you. Whatever is, is good for you is right. No, the problem with that is it really isn't. <laughs> and the, the longer you spend living your life, the, re, the, the, the more you'll realize that because it's like we shared a few weeks ago. The world says, hey... You can only rely on yourself. But in the next breath, they say you got to have a backup plan because we even betray ourselves at times. And you can go so far with a philosophy that you are okay with because you believe it, you can just do as you please and, and live however you feel. You can go so far with that. Before you know it, something will happen. Something will happen. Uh, let me assure you, and we're going to spend the next several months and beyond explaining this and showing this to you scripturally, let me assure you, that's not God punishing you. It's just that's the world we live in. That is the world we live in. God doesn't have to send down a a disease or a a disaster. There's enough of it here. There's enough of it in this world already. And if you're living in a wrong philosophy, you're going to be susceptible to it. There are correct philosophies and there are incorrect philosophies. And where do we get these correct philosophies what is the correct philosophy well a correct philosophy is one that is entirely based upon the word of god when we talk about truth next time we're going to really delve deeply into that we're going to delve so deeply into it that we understand by the end of that podcast episode that the only truth is the word of god everything else is subjective everything else is a maybe i'm not saying there's never been any accurate discoveries i'm never you know i'm not saying there's no value to science and all these other things, but I am saying that the, the final authority is the Word of God. And if anything contradicts the Word of God, it is not truth. Let God be truth and every man a liar. That's what His Word says. We're going to talk about that next time on The Vessel. But for today, let's stick with philosophy. That is... What we want our philosophy to be based on is the word of God. That is what we want our lives to be based on is the life of Jesus and and what he leads us to do by the power of the Holy Spirit to glorify God the Father and to benefit uh, others and ourselves as well. So what's the problem if you have a wrong philosophy? Is God going to hit you with a bolt of lightning? No, that's not the way he operates. A wrong philosophy, my friends, will cause you to have the wrong conclusions, to draw the wrong conclusions about the circumstances around you, the things you see around you, the experiences that you have, and the circumstances that you're going through. And therefore, they will produce results that you ultimately don't want them to produce. The Bible says, there is a way which seems right unto a man, but in the end is death. The end thereof is death. You see, there is this desire of society, and it isn't the people, it's really the devil that's doing this, you know, to tear everything apart, and and that's why what's good will seem evil, and what's evil will seem good. If you have a wrong philosophy, you're going to end up with outcomes that you don't want to end up with. Let me put this scripture another way in Colossians 2. Stop. Because that word, beware, beware, that actually comes from a Middle English term, be and war, meaning be at war, be and war. You see, be at war or be on guard is what beware in that sense means, be on guard against what? Well, That no one spoil you, beware that lest any man spoil you. Now, this spoil is to, is to, uh, defined as kind of the, the, not, not spoil like we think of, oh, I love to spoil my grandkids, uh, and buy them ice cream. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, that's not the kind of spoil we're talking about here. We're talking about the spoils of war, the plunder to spoil is to rob, to thieve, to take Captive as plunder. So you could actually say, see to it that nobody robs you. Robs you of what? Well, it's pretty obvious as you study the scriptures, and you know that in Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, remember this scripture too, his divine power, according as his divine power, has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Now we are going to, we're going to spend a lot of time on that, that all things, that's, that's a big thing, and it's a very tall order to get to the place where we're receiving that by faith in Jesus' name, but it's not on us, God is the author and finisher of our faith, all we've got to do is be obedient to him, and this is part of how you be obedient to him, is you guard the lens you gotta put the right lens on so another way we could look at this scripture then is see to it that the devil doesn't rob you of everything that Jesus has given you he's already given it to us his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness but see to it That you don't let the devil rob you of what Jesus died to give you what you already have from him. How's he going to do it? How's the devil going to try to rob you of what you already have? And that's through philosophy, through vain deceit, through the traditions of men, the rudiments of the world. That's where it comes from. So here's... The very interesting thing, if you study scripture, you will very quickly find out that that 's exactly what he 's been doing the whole time now he's called the devil is is called the accuser of the brethren and he, he, we are told that he is a liar we are told that he there is no light in just just darkness in him as there's no darkness in God the devil is darkness that he's uh goes around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, which means he doesn't devour everybody, but it's up to us to be on guard. John 10.10, the devil does not come except to steal. Well, the thief, he calls him, does not come except to steal. And to kill and to destroy... Uh, but Jesus says he's come that, that we may have life and that we may had more abundantly life to the fullest. We talked about that last time, remember? And in order to get that life, that abundant life, that's what we're talking about. And that one of the first steps here is philosophy because over the course of this um, discussion over the next few months and even over the next year, I believe God's showing me, in order to get to that perpetual blessing, you're going to have to see a lot of the Word of God. And not just through me, on your own time, at your church, you need the church. See, there's a philosophy out there that says you don't need to go to church. Look, friends, you're not sinning if you, you know, occasionally you're away or this or that, you know, and, and that's fine. And there's internet-based, you know, but look, as a, as a general rule, you need the church. There's power when you get together with brothers and sisters in Christ. There's power there in His presence, when in believers coming together and hearing the, the Word of God coming together and listening to what God has to say and what what the, the preacher, the pastor that he's put in that position will say and and the worship and, and the praise and all the other things that go on, there is power in that. You've got to be in that environment with people of like precious faith, my friends. There's an example of a philosophy. seems harmless and it's going to lead you down a path that will eventually lead you to disconnect from God. See, that's what the devil's goal is to do, is to destroy, to to disconnect you from God, weaken your testimony, and get you to a place where you're set up for destruction. He can't actually destroy you completely. And if you've accepted Christ already, he really can't. Uh, You're already on the winning team. But he can make your life miserable if you will allow it. Ultimately, he's been defeated. But the one now to enforce that victory is you that victory that you have in Christ, that victory that Jesus had over the devil, that victory has to be enforced by the authority in Jesus' name, and you're the one who has to step into that and walk in that authority. Now, I'm talking about a lot of stuff that's coming up in in a number of different episodes, but why I'm saying it right now is because philosophy is one of the first steps. Why? Because as you continue to seek the Word of God, your philosophy may be challenged. In fact, almost certainly your philosophy is going to be challenged. It will. Because your philosophy, if it doesn't come from Christ already, is going to be wrong in some cases. See to it that the devil doesn't rob you through philosophy of what God has already done for you and has already given you. The first example of such a robbery actually occurs in Genesis chapter 2. Well, Genesis it starts in chapter 2. God created everything. All right, the, the, the heaven, the, the heavens and the earth, light and the fish of the uh, sea, the birds of the air. You know, created all the animals. Created man. Put them in this beautiful garden, and gave them all the good food they want. He would fellowship with them. You need to understand when when God took some dust from the ground and he he breathed life into the nostrils. And it says in the Kamash Bible that the, the man became another living, speaking spirit, just like God. My friends. You could not get any more like God than Adam and Eve were like God, okay? Another living speaking spirit. God fellowship with them. They were like God there in the Garden of Eden. And they were given only one command. Do not eat from that tree, that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, some people say it's an apple. It doesn't actually say apple in scripture, but don't eat from that tree. They could have eaten from any other tree. But let me show you what the devil does. In Genesis 3, in the serpent, in the form of a serpent, the first thing he does is he comes to Eve. Now, that in and of itself is interesting because Adam is the one who was there when God gave the commandment. So, God gave it to Adam, and I'm sure that Adam shared it with his wife, the woman that God gave him, but in reality, Eve, that was secondhand. So, isn't it interesting that the devil made that choice? Well, it's pretty obvious why, because now there there there's room for you know for just a little bit of questioning, just ever so slightly. It's got to be very subtle. I uh, may or may not have shared with you that um, a word that God has given me about the way that the devil operates. He said, you know, people do not get hurt because they trip and fall over the big snowbank. He said, "People get hurt because they slip on the ice they cannot see." The devil is very, very subtle, and it often starts out with a very small, little thought that infects you, and that's what he did here with Eve. He he, he created question and doubt, and he he also created carnal lust. He said to her, "Look, did God really say you can't eat from that tree?" Well, you know, she could have eaten from any tree in the garden that she wanted to. And if she had just done that, she'd have been full. God gives us everything. You know, we have a happy marriage. We have, a ha- you know, kids. We great family, great jobs. And then all of a sudden, we go lusting after another woman for some reason, you know? Well, look, that's what this is. This is carnal lust. God really say you couldn't eat from that tree? Now the focus is on that tree. Now the focus is on what I can't have, even though I don't need it. God said I didn't need it. I shouldn't have it. Um... And, and then Eve added on to the philosophy. Now, this is weird, too. But we do this all the time. You make a little change and you don't see the outcome. Then you think, well, maybe the rest was wrong, too. She said, uh, yeah, he said, of every tree of the garden we could eat except for that one. And we can't eat of that one. And we can't even touch it because if we do, we will die. Now, God kn- what? God never said anything about not touching the tree. He never said that at all. He said, "Don't eat from it." Never did he say, "Don't touch it." All righty, all right. So you following me so far? Now, here's where the devil really, really brings it home. Pay attention to this, folks, because he's about to set her up for the robbery. He is about to rob her of everything God did and gave him. You surely won't die. For God knows that in the day you eat of that tree, you will be like him, knowing good and evil. You will be like him. Friends, he just performed the robbery because, ladies and gentlemen, they already were like God. You understand? They already were. Remember I told you, you could not get any more like God. That is how, the devil operates, and he's doing it to this day. Now, let me tangibly show you the process here. In um, in Proverbs twenty three, uh well, actually, actually, let's look at Proverbs. Uh, hmm. I think we'll look at Proverbs. See, this is a this is a, a process. It is it I want to work backwards in this process. So that's what I'm gonna do. Not forwards. I want to work backwards here. So we'll start with Proverbs chapter four. And we are gonna look at verse number 23. Proverbs four and twenty three. He says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence. All right, so folks, here's the bottom line. Out of it spring the issues of life. Also, Jesus says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So here's what happens. What you have in your heart, that's what you're going to ultimately say. And it's also what you're ultimately going to get. What's in your heart is gonna manifest as the fruit that is your life. It's gonna produce your life. If you wanna change your, your life, you gotta start with your heart. If you wanna change your heart, your life, you've gotta change what's in your heart. If you want a better life, then you gotta make a change to your heart. If you don't like where your life is now, you gotta change something about your heart. Okay, I don't know how else I can say it. If you want to change your life, you've got to change what's in your heart. That is where the issues of life spring from. And if you have some things going on in your life that you're not happy with and you were to talk to me for long enough and you were actually willing to uh, be open with me and share everything, I could pretty quickly see where Things got off track. But the good news is if you don't like your life, you're not stuck there. you got to make a change in your heart. Now, how do you do that? What's the gateway to the heart? And that is Proverbs chapter uh, 23 and verse 7. Now, in Proverbs 23, I do want to tell you that this scripture, um, I'm going to do something here. (laughs) uh i i've really i've prayed about this i've studied this pretty extensively and i believe and i've heard at least one other preacher say this too but I believe this is of God. I think the comma here is in the wrong place. You understand that the english United States Bible versions that we have they were not directly from God they were translated from Hebrew and Greek and, and Aramaic, different, different languages. And so, in some of these languages, there were no commas originally. There were no punctuations. And so, I maintain that the comma here is in the wrong place. So, let me try this on for size with you in Proverbs 23 and 7. For as he thinketh, comma, in his heart, so is he. For as he thinketh, in his heart, so is he. Let me say it one more time about a man, a woman, a person. As he thinketh, comma, in his heart, so is he. In other words, I am in my heart what I think in my mind. You are in your heart what you think. You understand? If you want to know the gateway to the heart, it's right between your two ears. It's that mind. It is what you are taking into your mind. That is is what ends up in your heart, is what gets into your mind. That is why we are told to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ because all it takes is one little thought that goes unchecked, that is not taken captive. If it is, praise God, there's a way out. So don't fear because that's another lie the enemy will try to put on you that, oh my goodness, I had one thought, I'm going to have disaster now. It's guaranteed. No, 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 no. Rebuke that in the name of Jesus. That's a lie from the pit of hell. But I will tell you that if that thought goes unchecked, it will produce more thoughts and then it will get into your heart, into your words, and it will affect your life. So the gateway to the heart, well, the gateway to your life is your heart. The gateway to the heart is the mind. So how do we do it? How do we take it captive? Romans chapter 12 and verse number two. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove that, in other words, you may give evidence to. You may be the living, breathing, walking, talking evidence of the, what is it, that that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You're You're the proof. Of the love, the power, the authority, the grace, the mercy, the ever-living awesome will of God. You can be. Renew your mind. How do we renew our mind? Go back to Proverbs uh, chapter 4 and if you look at uh, verse number 20, I believe. Let me take a look here uh, so I make sure I give you the right thing. But I think it's verse number 20 through 22. Uh, It is, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to all our flesh. I love the way the message paraphrases, Bible says it. It says those who discover these words live, really live, body and soul, they're bursting with health. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. How many want to be bursting with health, prosperity, all of the divine favor and the power and the protection and the safety of God, the peace, the joy, the love? You want to be bursting with that? Here's what you do, what we just read. That's how you renew your mind. That is how you do it. That's how you take every thought captive. You pay attention to his words. You keep them always ever present. Joshua 1.8, In this book you shall meditate in it day and night that uh, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. His word, folks. God's word. That's the answer. We must become constant and relentless students of the ever-living word of God. It cannot be something we do on occasion. It cannot be just a Sunday at church kind of thing. It cannot be on the shelf collecting dust. It cannot be, I'll do my devotionals if I get time. This has to be a priority. Again, you're going to see, and please understand this is a small bite of a much bigger pie. Okay, thank you, Lord, for that fun little <laughs> little analogy there that I didn't come up with that he did, but it's all him. None of none of this is me. But look, it is. It's it's a small bite of a much bigger pie. In other words, we have a long way to go to talk about all the different things that God's given me to share just in this quote-unquote series, and that may take up to a year, God's showing me, possibly close to that. The key to perpetual blessing. This, this is a, a process. We are works in progress. I'm a work in progress. I'm not speaking to you as one who's... Got it all figured out either. I just try to do what God tells me, and many times I fail too. But listen, you got to see the whole picture. Later, you will. Right now, you see in part. And so don't—just just remember what I told you. It's not like this. Don't get this in your head. Oops, I didn't read God's Word today. Now I'm going to have a bad day. Well, you might, but uh, I didn't read God's Word today. Now there's going to be disaster. I didn't read God's Word. Now I'm more likely to get sick. okay. It's not God punishing you. You must get that idea out of your head that these things that happen are a punishment from God, Okay, because they are not. We're going to spend time talking about that later. It is not how it works. They're not even attention-getters by God. Now, he'll use them. He'll use them. He will, and I'll show you scripturally in some future episodes. He's not going to let a bad thing go by without using it to his glory and your benefit, but he didn't cause it. There's just enough stuff in this fallen world that we live in that if you... Allow yourself. That's where you're going to go. All right. Again, when that happens, if that happens, there's no condemnation for you. Nothing like that. And all that you need to have to be saved is that true forgiveness by the blood of Jesus. And that's available to everyone. He already did it. You're already forgiven. So you just receive it by faith and enter into a relationship with him through Jesus Christ. And you are saved. We talked about that before. If you've done that, that's all you need to do. But what I'm telling you now is how to get to the next level, how to get to that place of perpetual blessing. That's not something you just fall into, that is something that has to be worked towards. Now, again, the good news is we are not the worker, we are the worker, but he works in us. So everything that he asks of us is really not that difficult because he's the one you see work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is he who works in you he asks us to have faith but he's the author and finisher of our faith he asks us to love one another but love is the fruit of the spirit and the love of god is shed abroad in our hearts he asks us to pursue peace but peace comes from him it's not like we're going to have to slave away and do this on our own because we don't it's his job Because he's chosen it to be. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. It's not like we uh, deserve it. We certainly don't. All right, We don't deserve any good thing. But he chose to make it that way. He chose to love us in spite of ourselves. In spite of our sins. In spite of our, our wrongdoing. He chose to lavish us with his love and his grace. And to pour out his mercy upon us. And so he keeps us. That's his part. What's our part? Our part is to be on guard, to behold him, to know him, to have a relationship with him. And this is one of the key ways that you do it. By spending time in the word of God. And that's why I'm telling you, it can't be a once in a while thing because the renewing of your mind, that's not a one-time thing either. That is a lifelong process. And what happens is you are going to be constantly bombarded by other philosophies. I already shared with you the philosophy that, you know, we really don't need to go to church. That's one philosophy. We really don't need to read the Bible. Uh, All kinds of philosophies out there. And when you have the wrong lens, it's going to affect how you look at everything. My mother, a year or two ago, got a new pair of glasses and it was supposed to be a great pair of glasses and really, really help her. And she put the pair of glasses on and she said, everything looked slanted. Well, she knew everything wasn't slanted, but if you looked at it through those lenses, everything appeared to be slanted. She had to get the glasses fixed. That's what it's like when we have the wrong lens on. Okay, You got all sorts of weird philosophies about every little thing from the small to the big philosophies, you don't even need God, there is no God, there's philosophies about, um, you know, well, uh, yeah, Christians ought to be poor, because the Bible says money is the root of all evil. The Bible doesn't even say that, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. In other words, the greed, the desire to put the money before God, that is a problem. The, the idea of money itself, money is neither good nor evil, it is what you do with it that makes the difference you got philosophies out there because of that though that say you know all christians really should be poor uh you you have you have philosophies out there oh it is just you know again the philosophy that god makes you sick now that is not a correct philosophy but when you combine a wrong philosophy with the fallen world in which we live it's very very hard to be successful because you have to spend enough time in the word of God that that voice, his word, the voice of the Holy Spirit becomes the dominant voice that it overrides, drowns out even all the bad stuff you're hearing about in this world. Look, I love this life that he's given us and I love this country and I love all of these things. But folks, let's be real. This world is filled with problems. I mean, it's just, oh my goodness, sickness, disaster, terrorism, uh, poverty, you know, fighting, divorce, uh, just millions and millions of different things. The Right now, even though he's been defeated, you know, the devil is, is ruler of a lot of this because God... Gave man the authority and men willingly gave it to the devil. Now, Jesus got it back. But again, we have to enforce that. And, and a lot of us, myself included, haven't done a very good job of doing that over the years. If we're being honest. There's a lot of bad stuff in this world. All you got to do is turn on the TV. If you're not hearing about you know, the political problems one day. Uh, You're hearing about mass shootings, you're hearing about terrorism, you're hearing about the worst flu seasons ever, you're hearing about, you know, mosquitoes with diseases and uh, all, just all of these things and your problem will come if you allow a wrong philosophy to infect you and affect how you think about those things. So if I hear on, on TV that this is the worst flu season ever and I believe that it might be God's will for me to be sick. I am going to have a very real problem staying well. You say, brother, it can't be. That, that's just ridiculous. I don't want to be sick, but man, you're telling me all I got to do is think about it. Look, the secular world understands this. They understand the power of positive thinking. But it's not positive thinking, they've missed it. they have missed it. They think that positive thinking is the answer. It's more than that. It's right thinking, it's godly thinking. it's thinking that is truly based on the Word of God. You can think positive all day and all day long, and if God is not the source of it, you've got nothing. But it still is almost scary to me how sometimes the secular world understands better than uh than a lot of us do that. Uh, that our thoughts affect our lives. By this point in time, that should not be a question in anybody's mind. Your thoughts affect your life. And you start seeing about the worst flu season ever on TV and you believe that maybe you're going to be sick, that that might be something God will, you know, he's going to use that to teach you or you know, or, or God just doesn't care about my healing or God doesn't, that you know, divine health is not part of the, the promises of the gifts of God that I, I, you know, I'm entitled to receive by faith in Jesus' name as part of the finished works of Christ and I'm telling you, you will have a much harder time staying well. And you, you start looking at the economy and you believe that, you know, money is evil and that it's, maybe it's my right to be, Maybe it's my calling to be poor. That's exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get what you expect to get. Now, if on the other hand, you think based upon the word of God, you your thoughts and your heart and your words line up with the word of God, you're going to manifest that and you're going to produce those good things, those blessings. You know, he is calling us to be set apart. He's calling us to greatness. We're the deciding vote in our lives. We're the deciding factor. Told you, Brother Jerry said a few years ago as the Holy Spirit led him to do so, your body will obey your voice. And that is so true and so godly. And according to your faith, be it done to you. We have got to get our philosophy, our thinking, our hearts, and our words in line with the Word and the will of God. And the only way you'll do that is to constantly study His Word, to meditate on it, as it says in Joshua 1.8, meditating, to roll it over in your mind, to think about it, to consider it, to repeat it, to write it down, to speak it. Put it on your iPhone. Text it to yourself. Read it in a note. You know, do all of these things. It doesn't have to be... In physical print, but listen to it, say it over and over and over again, because you're going to hear enough of the opposition. This has to be stronger. And you go to the doctor and they say you got cancer. You say, hey, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I've already been healed. You hear from the financial folks, the economy's taking a downturn. No, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But you've got to get the right philosophy. You have got to get the right understanding. We got so many things out there we think are, are God, and, and they're not. God helps those who help themselves. God never said that. That was never in Scripture. Where'd you get that from? That didn't come from Scripture. Well, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. God never said that. Job said that. And when he said that, he really wasn't in his right mind. He was out of his mind with grief. Now, I know he didn't sin against God, but God sure had a lot to say to him about his his philosophy. Where'd you get that from? Where'd you get your glasses? Are you seeing everything slanted? Where'd you get those glasses? What lens are you wearing? Do you have the right lens on? Because if you do, things will start to change for the better in your life. But if you don't, you're going to have a real hard time receiving the perpetual blessings that God has called us to. And... So, you know what it comes down to? It comes down, my friends, to a complete and total surrender to the will of God. That, as we're going to find out in the next uh, the next episode, when we talk about truth and wisdom, that I give up. I give up my ways my philosophies, my thoughts, in favor of those that would be from God, that would line up with his word and his will. That is the way to receive everything that God has for you. And Father, right now, I I just bring before you every single person who's listening, God, their families, their co-workers, their friends, God, I pray right now that if anybody doesn't know you, that something they heard would inspire them to enter into a relationship with you, Lord Jesus. But also, God, that their philosophy would be checked right now. That in their own minds, Lord, not, not, you know, I'm not condemning anybody, God, and you know that, God. But they know if their philosophy is one which has been leading them astray, they know if they've spent time in your word to to check their philosophy or if, if they're not even sure of what your word says on many, many issues and many things. And so, God, I pray that you'd guide them, that you'd show them the right philosophy, show them the correct philosophy that is in line with your word and your will. Help them to guard their hearts, Lord, so that they may not be robbed of what you have given them. Lord, I ask you just pay each listener a very special visit right now and just grant them a special blessing as only you can God that they may experience the joy that they may understand that they are blessed to be a blessing and that they may then go go out and turn around and give that blessing right back to someone else God all to your glory Lord I love you I praise you I thank you for this opportunity that you've given me God I know you'll use it to further your kingdom to bring glory to your name and to benefit others as well God and even to benefit my family and me. We praise you, God. We thank you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, folks. Thanks for tuning in today, and we will see you next time on The Vessel. For more information, visit our website at thevessel.blog. Send us an iMessage or an email to mspacelife at icloud.com.